everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of Ramblings from Nowhere. I'm your host, Jason Hall. Joining me once again this week is my co-host, Clay Dotson. Hello. So I have an update for you. Uh, thanks to the wonders of the Internet, I was able to confirm that the gentleman, Alan Tudyk, and how to pronounce his last name, and I can confirm it's Alan Tudyk. <laughs> hey, thank you, Alan. Clay. Alan Tudyk. I think it's actually just, Tudyk, but I'm just saying Tudyk. Alan Tudyk's Tudyk. I'm, I'm just glad you're here to uh, clear up these little inconsistencies we have from week to week. So, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so, you know, how was that incredibly long game of uh, Gears 5 or Gears 4 uh, Horde you've been playing tonight while I've waited on you? You didn't wait, dude. You didn't have to wait that long, but yeah, it was fun. Besides having a, sorry, I forget. This is a PG-friendly podcast or whatever, G-rated. I would, um, I would, I would just like to make it, you know, like thirty minutes into a episode before I have to bleep something. But uh, you know, it'll be okay. I don't, I don't really cuss that much. Um, but yeah, that went good. Uh, today was comic book day. Uh, Oh my God, House X Four is so good! I can't wait for you to read it. Um, it is, it's up there with some of the stuff that you would have read, like in the uh, Dark Phoenix Saga. I almost so, uh, actually started reading that again, the Dark Phoenix Saga uh, yeah. last night. Actually, so that, that I feel like, me. yeah, I feel like X Men writing hasn't been this good since like Josh Whedon or Chris Claremont writing it. To be honest. Well, you know, feels, we again really we've good. harped on it for four episodes now, but you know, uh, Jonathan Hickman is just—I mean, he's money when it comes oh. to comic books. He's just amazing. So, I can't wait for you to text me your reaction to this though, because it is some of the darkest stuff, man. I've read, and it, it, every issue is like a ten out of ten. I've I literally have not been upset by any issue. So, well, I'm looking forward to uh, actually. Once the whole thing's completed, just the house and powers of X stuff, and then we can go back through and give our overall thoughts on the whole thing. Uh, review. One thing I hate about, of course, but I mean the one thing I do hate about comic book industry in general, though, is you know there's always solicitations for future issues. You know they got to get people to, of course, pre-order, and so you kind of know that things are going to be okay. You don't know how they're going to get there. But in this issue, it had a nice little gatefold that opened up to like uh, when the House of X, Power of X saga is over with, and there's going to be six new titles coming from this. Um, It, it's, we, I don't know. It's kind of, I understand why, you know, comic book companies have to do that. Yeah, you have to, but at the same time, you're, you're giving away way too much info. Right. So, uh, so are you gonna are you gonna continue down this uh, dark comic book path we've uh, taken again and uh, get these new series when they come out? I've got my brother reading them. Uh, he's because uh, again, I think it's awesome that with every issue come there's a digital code as well that you can link to your Marvel account. And so I gave him the the app. Well, he downloaded the app and I gave him my information. So he's been reading it and giving me his thoughts. And he says he's been enjoying it to the, almost to the point where he wants to send me money because I've been buying the comics. He's like, oh, here's twenty bucks. I'm like, dude, I don't want your money. I'm just glad you're enjoying it. But uh, 
But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go down this. I'm just going to collect this stuff. I'm not collecting anything else. I, I don't care about Avengers like I once did. Like I feel like a kid again collecting just X Men. So, um, I'm pretty much the same. I, like I said last week, that uh, Valkyrie series, I'm just really digging. That's the really the only other thing I pick up. Uh, and like I said, that's just because I'm such a huge uh, Jane Foster and Jason Aaron. You know, Jason Aaron's right there with. Uh, Hickman when it comes to comic book writers for me. So you just I think I think Hickman wrong. I think Hickman's summer blockbuster miniseries are a lot better than Jason Aaron's though. Well I haven't read War of the Realms. I mean I know what happens and you know, all that, but I'll be interested. I'll probably pick up that trade paperback when it comes out. So we'll see how that goes. But uh I do like his story. Well, it was, I haven't really read any of it. I guess maybe I'll buck down and get the Marvel Unlimited for a little bit and catch up on stuff. Have you got Prime? Amazon, Amazon Prime? Prime? I do not. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say a lot Amazon? of. Uh, they have a lot of his stuff on the Prime reading. So, or, well, like there was Marvel a lot, stuff? or just like his independent stuff. Marvel. Oh, cool. There's actually quite a bit of Marvel and DC. I mean, I don't really read that much DC anymore, but, you know, if I'm looking for something just to kind of sit down and read, uh, they actually have a lot of the Vertigo stuff on there. So Rest in peace, Vertigo. I heard they got a got yeah. Vertigo. The only problem is with all of that stuff when it's on Prime Reading is they usually only give you the uh, first trade paperback under Prime Reading, and then from there, they try to reel you in to signing up for uh, the Unlimited, the Kindle Unlimited, which is a, I can't remember how much it is. So, you know, most of the stuff is housed under that, which is a good deal, but um, I'm okay. I don't really need Unlimited. It's neat, but that's just one more thing you I have said, to pay for. That's what I said so. about Clay Comics again. I don't need that, and here I am going every week True. to buy one comic. Yeah, but it's worth it. It is. No, yeah, it is. So, there's your uh, uh, weekly five to ten minute comic book talk. We might we might go <laughs> deeper at some point. So, but what else been happening? Uh, nothing, man. I've uh, been playing uh, Dead. Well, I finally finished Dead Rising Four, and it kills me because it wants you to collect all kinds of stuff. And of course, I have to collect everything. I hate that, but it's it's just, it's just you know, you're so good at messing with you. Yeah, it's, that, it's just that collector mentality. I'm the same way. You know, any of those types of games, it's just hard not to. I've been playing so. that. Uh, also, the Thief of Thieves, I guess. I just found out it was a, a game that's from based off a Robert Kirkman. I saw where you was playing that, and I thought that was the one you were talking about, um, or that you were playing, I should say. Is that good? It's pretty fun. I mean, I, that's a, the best thing about Game Pass, and I know we're going to talk about some new releases coming up soon, but there's so much good value with Game Pass. I mean, I've, I haven't bought a physical game in forever. I mean, I, mean, I don't have to worry about buying Gears 5, you know? I'll get on the Game Pass, and whether or not I play a game, I'll just see something. I'll be like, eh, I'm going to download that. And I may like, play it or I may not, but it's just nice to have the option, you know? Hey, if I'm bored and like, oh, look, here is uh, what's the last one? I think the last thing I downloaded was Metal Slug X, I believe was that, and they released a Pandemic, the board game, uh, digital version of it on there, and I picked it up the other day. I still haven't played it though. 
well, I downloaded Resident Evil 4 from it, and I was like, this is going to be so much fun. I loved Resident Evil 4. You know, it was a big a big change in the series. And I was like, man, I put it down. I was like, I cannot play this. The controls Wrong. are garbage, Control. man. Yeah, we talked uh, about that before with Resident Evil. I mean, yeah. it's just so hard to go back to those old ones. So, Yeah, Resident uh, Evil 7 was so good. So, so good. So, 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 so good. It really was. Oh, speaking of scary, well, you know, when we start talking about video games, I'll tell you a little bit about my Blair Witch experience. I heard it was a little buggy. Uh, I've not, I've not seen anything really, but it, it really does set a good mood. But I'll wait for you to get into our talk about video games later. Yeah. You know us; we just jump around, so it's all good. Uh, what about you? We went to. Oh, excuse me. What have I done this week? Let's see. I. Uh, binged all of the Carnival Row over the weekend. Uh, that was great. I enjoyed it quite a bit. How was it? I saw uh, where it's getting like 50% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's better than the 50% rating myself. Uh, I mean, once I sat down and really got into it, I finished it in two days. So if that tells you anything, it's uh, it does get a little... There's a lot of storylines weaving in and out of it and it 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 kind of loses itself just for a little bit you know what i'm saying about the midpoint but then by the time it, it by the time the, it ends uh everything is wrapped up nicely i mean there'll be a second season but you know what i'm saying all these uh competing storylines just kind of fold in and get wrapped up nicely until the next season uh, I just liked it a lot. I mean, but now I do like fantasy quite a bit. So, you know, and it's got a little bit of a steampunk, steampunk vibe to it too, which I found kind of neat. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it was just real good. Uh, was it a then, Cara Delvine is in that? The uh, yeah. model? Yeah. Her Still. and or- Orlando Bloom are the two biggies in it. She so, was really good in uh, Valerian, whatever it was called. See, uh, we were talking about it on the Facebook page, and I am not a fan of Valerian, the movie. Just it did not click for me when I went and watched it. Was well, it Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? Mm. Yeah, I had high hopes for that, and it just—I don't know. There was just something about it that did not click for me. I went but in with—I went in watching it with an open mind. Didn't go watch the theater. I watched it on TV, whatever. <laughs> and I just liked the world building. It was just very entertaining for a science fiction movie. Yeah, it was over the top, but you know, some movies are uh, like that. Some sci-fi movies are like that. So, well, you know me. I mean, I'm pretty much open-minded. I watch just about anything and give it a shot. And uh, it just—I just—it didn't—it just didn't click for me. I don't know though. I mean, you know how it is. I can go back and watch it today, and I may like it you know, twice as much as I did the first time. So it's just one of those things. But now she's really good in this. Uh, everybody in this is actually good. Um, it's neat. I mean, you know, you're melding fantasy worlds with uh, with human worlds, I guess you'd say. So I'm not going to get into plot details or anything like that. Um, I know a couple I'll people. I'll try to the watch first. the first couple episodes. I'll try to watch a couple. See how it goes. It's neat. Um, I know a couple people on the Facebook page, uh, Justine and uh, Trey, both and talked about it, and uh, 
liked it quite a bit. So that's really what got me going. I wanted to see it, but then started, you know, once word of mouth started going out, people started talking about it a little bit more. Um, yeah. I liked it. I did. I did make the one comment that uh, Orlando Bloom's character, his name's Philo, on the in the show, and I just could not quit thinking of uh, Philo Beto from Every Which Way You Can and Any Which Way But Loose. So wow. I had that going on all the time. But you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, I just kept waiting for orangutan to come out and he could go left turn Clyde's. But you know, whatever. So there was that. What else did I watch? I checked out. I meant to sit down and watch the new uh, Dark Crystal uh, series that come on Netflix. You know, I never watched so, Dark Crystal. The original, I well, never watched it. I watched the original at the theater when it came out and loved it. Uh, it Way was back in 1964. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like, you know, it, through a kid's eyes, it was absolutely amazing. The puppetry work and everything. And it was, it, genuinely uh, scared me a couple times with the some of the stuff in there but watching it again today uh i went i went, let me say this first i went and decided to watch the dark crystal before i started the series just because i hadn't watched it in a long time i'll uh, watch it i feel like i watch uh, well now they said that the, the word of mouth is that the uh series is good and I love the story of the Dark Crystal, but what I was getting at was the the uh, puppetry and stuff. It was it's pretty rough, you know. Of course, when you're going up against CGI today and stuff, but that come out in 1982, so I would have been uh, six years old. Yeah. Then, yeah. So you know, when you watch something like that through the eyes of a six year old, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. When you watch it through the eyes of a older person. Such as myself. Uh, Why did my parents it, let me watch this at six? It, no, no, I, I love the story. The story's really good. But anyway, I tried to watch it and I fell asleep watching The Dark Crystal, so I did not get around to that. Um, there should be a renaissance in kids' movies, though, man. They need to go back to the dark kid movies of the 80s. Well, there was, there was some messed up stuff, man. You, did you see where uh, Kevin Smith is uh, rebooting? Master, or it's not a reboot. It's a continuation of the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon on Netflix. Oh, the okay, the one that was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. No, the one he's doing. He's doing for Netflix. It hasn't come out yet. You know, they did that She-Ra reboot. Uh, it's in its third or fourth season now, I think. But they're doing a He-Man one, and Kevin Smith is overseeing the whole thing. So, I mean, you know, we could have hours and hours of fart jokes for all I know with Kevin Smith so or maybe God, a walrus that, or something in that there. live action movie God how do you mess that up how do you mess oh, that you're up talk, you're talking about the Dolph Lundgren one gosh what was that uh, <laughs> do 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 yeah. do 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 <laughs> I, I watched that at the theater too when I was a kid and I was a huge He-Man fan and uh it's you were rough. pissed off just like I was because Orko wasn't it's, in it? It's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Uh, but I'll watch it today. If somebody says, hey, let's sit down and watch Masters of the Universe, I'll be like, okay, I'll watch it. But, but you know, the coolest thing for me, and I was talking about this with somebody, I can't remember who it was, maybe you, but I still remember the, uh, you know, that's the first movie I ever remember having a stinger at the end of it. 
uh, after the credits roll. Did you watch it all the way through? Have you oh, ever watched it all the way? What? Yeah. So at the end, after he beats Skeletor, you know, and they wrap everything up, blah, 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 credits roll. And then at the very end of it, I, I can't remember it's been so long since I saw the actual movie, you know, how it ended, but it shows this like pool of water. And then Skeletor's head comes up out of the pool of water and scares the crap out of you. So, yeah, that's, but that's the first thing I ever remember seeing in a, in a movie. So oh. we can thank Masters of the Universe for all the wonderful Marvel singers that we get these days. <laughs> Who played Skeletor in that movie? I can't remember. Uh, it was, uh, hold on, I've got it pulled up right here, actually. Uh, Frank Lagella. What? Yeah. Yeah. I knew wow. it was somebody and it just slipped in my mind. Wasn't he the villain in Dark Man? Oh, uh, yeah, I believe so. That sounds right. Uh, God. Let's see. Masters of the Universe come out in 1987. God, Dark Man, that's bringing it back, dude. Dark Man, Sam Raimi. Yep. Dark Man. Yeah. So, but uh, that was about it. I see. I watched, uh, finally watched Godzilla King of Monsters again. I already talked about it, so I'm not going to worry about it. I don't think anything else too exciting. I did get a an Amazon Auto, or I mean an Echo Auto, for my poor car that has no Bluetooth or anything in it. So that's pretty neat. I've been fiddling with it today. Heck yeah, man. So Jeff Bezos so, can keep track of you, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, it don't matter what you do. Somebody's keeping track of you these days. So, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, it's pretty neat. I mean... You know, I don't have uh, Bluetooth or anything, and people call it, call me like from work and stuff all the time, and it's like I'm gonna get pulled over for having my phone to my ear. So that was my that was my excuse for getting it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so I think that's about it, though. I mean, I you know, same thing. I've been reading my X Men and getting my D and D stuff started and blah blah blah. So that's about it. Dungeons and Dragons, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing around with that a little bit. Um, uh, we've got a good group of people on the uh, Facebook page that uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, and we talked about how to play online. So it might be neat to see if we can get a group to play online. Interesting. I've uh, been, been looking at a app. Well, yeah, it's an app called Roll20 that lets you play online. So if anybody wants to play... You know, shoot us an email or let us know on the Facebook page. <laughs> I'd rather play in person, though. I feel like it's just, it's better suited that way. But, I mean, of course, you can play online, but I just think we have so much yeah, fun or well, a group of people together. Yeah, but, I mean, the cool thing is, you know, I mean, if everybody has a camera, it, it has a, uh, it, it's got dedicated spots for everybody. So you're like, you know, it's FaceTiming type of thing. Pretty gotcha. So, but let me tell you this before we roll into our actual news. Uh, I didn't realize that Nintendo, oh, by the way, this is going to be a video game heavy uh, first half of this uh, episode. Alan Alan Tudick would be proud. We got tired of talking about Disney, and I promised Clay that I would not put any Disney news in this episode, and I'm proud to say we do not have any. I don't think. Do we? No. So, there you go. But anyway, um, I was tooling around looking at some stuff on the internet, uh, trying to find some new stories, and I didn't realize that Nintendo had their Direct today. Yeah, Did you see this? Very interesting stuff, yeah. 
So Terry Bogart, man, he's going to be on uh, Smash. Smash, which I know you have a love of. Uh, not I'm surprising. debating whether or not to get that uh, the Switch lot. Whatever. Switch lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not if you're not worried about docking, that's the way to go. So. Uh, I mean, I have Switch and it's fun, but it's just like any other Nintendo system, you know, you only play it whenever a game comes out. But they've done a lot better. I'll give them this for uh, third-party support and stuff like that. So uh, it's a neat system, though. I do enjoy it quite a bit. But uh, they finally looks like looks like they finally are going to bring some SNES games to a Nintendo system. A lot of good Super Nintendo games, man. Yeah. A lot of them. Let's see. Hold on. I got the list right here. Headline down. Super Metroid? Uh. Let's see what we got. I haven't even looked at all of them yet. Uh, tennis game? Do they not give you the names of these on here? Really? What the crap is that? Oh, Super Tennis. There we go. I found them. So you got Super <laughs> Tennis. Super, you know... It wouldn't be a Nintendo system if you didn't get Super Mario World on there. Uh, I do have a hankering of playing that. Which one? Mario World? Mario World, Mario yeah. World. Such a perfect Shoot. game. Man, it, it, it is. It's about the perfect game. I mean, that's just something that don't matter. You could have not played it for, what, 10, 15 years, and you can go back and just automatically be right back in that world. Dude, F-Zero? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Kirby's Dream Course. Star Fox, uh, Pilot Wing, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, yeah, Link to the Past, Stunt Race FX. I have no idea what that one is. Uh, Joe and Mac Two: Lost in the Tropics. I remember that game. <laughs> uh, Super Mario World Two: Yoshi's Island. You know, I don't think I've ever played Super Mario World Two. I never beat it. I think I played it for a little bit, but I, yeah, never beat it. Just never wanted to because it wasn't Super Mario World. Speaking of perfect games, Super Metroid is a perfect Super game. Super Metroid, too. It is such a good game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I gotta play it again. Kirby's Dream Land Three, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Man, that game used to make me so mad. Gosh. F Zero, like you said, Breath of Fire. Never played any of the Breath of Fire games either. Uh, Brawl Brothers. That looks like something we'd like to play, Clay. Looks like a Streets of Work, a Streets of Rage clone. Uh, Super Puyo Puyo Two. Um, I'm, you ever played any of those? I uh, did not. No. No, they're fun. It's good. Uh, Tetris. It's a Tetris-like thing. Uh, columns that you know, that kind of stack game. Uh, Super Soccer. Wonder about something. You know, there's some better games that they could put on here. I think uh, Demon's Crest. I've never even heard of that one. And oh, Super EDF Earth Defense Force. I did not realize they even had one of those for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So there you go. That's your first 20 games for the uh, Switch. And then of course, there's the. Uh, Terry Bogard DLC. Uh, did you see where they released? Animal Crossing. They dropped, oh, no, they dropped. They dropped somebody today. Banjo Kazooie. Uh, Banjo Kazooie was available today for free. That's right. 
Uh, Overwatch is coming to the Switch. Uh, it's a pretty fun game. I never could get into it that much, but uh, it's fun. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, Jesse, will, Jesse will buy a Switch just for that, I believe. Friend of the show, Jesse Rector. You know, go eat his food and chubby donkey. It's really good. Uh, Brought to you by the chubby donkey. Yeah, we are looking for sponsorship, Jesse. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Like Himbo's said, Animal fell Crossing. Through, but we are you trying know, to get we're trying to get sponsorship for Himbo's four. Yeah, yeah. By the way, they sent me a cease and desist after last week. So uh, Himbo's four. Yeah. Himbo's so good. They four times. You know, I mean, Animal Crossing alone is almost enough to make me want to get a Switch Lite. I just want to play uh, Animal Crossing and fish for 16 straight hours. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Pokemon, whatever. The Pokemon. Uh, Deadly Premonition 2. I had to double take that because I remember how awful that first game was, but people seem to love it. So, whatever. Did you ever play it? Nope. Didn't either. Just had no want to play that. Super Kirby Clash, blah, blah, blah. Luigi's Mansion 3 has a new mode, the Screen Park mode. Uh, played the first Luigi's Mansion, but never did play any of the other ones. Nope, same here. And that's about it. They Some new ports and stuff, but we won't go into that. So, you know, I mean, Nintendo's just going their way, as always, making money left and right. We gonna talk about gears. Gears of War. Five. You're dying too, aren't you? Gears You're dying too, aren't you? All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into this week's headlines. First up, Gears Five comes out next week. What day is it, Clay? I can't even remember right now. It's like the thirteenth or the eleventh or something. Let's see. But if you've so, got the gears, ultimate pass, you can play tomorrow night. Yeah, here we go. Let me go through this. So, Gears 5, if you're on the Xbox, we'll be playing. Let us know. Um, comes out tomorrow night. You can preload right now. And unlock times are as follows. All this is uh, from GameSpot, by the way. Uh, get servers go live at 9 p.m. on the 5th, which is tomorrow, in whatever time zone you live in. So, if you live in a region with multiple time zones, the game unlocks at the earliest one. So on the West Coast, in the U.S., it will be out at 6 p.m. Um, applies to both digital and physical copies bought at retail. Actually, and again, that's some retail people. Some people have already gotten their copies earlier, yeah. and they're actually playing again, it right now. Again, that's for if you have the if you have Game Pass. You don't have to have the Ultimate for that, I don't believe, do you? It's just Game Pass in general. Yeah, I think something like that so coming with uh, seven launch maps multiplayer maps uh, let's see for the standard arena mode and four of the hive style which did you do any of that uh, beta with the uh, I did with, played like two it, games escape did it pretty good no it wasn't escape it was just the arcade mode where you continue to kill people and then you level up your weapons you get to go to another tier Weapons. It was all right. Cool. Looking forward. I'll probably never play the single player and just dive straight into Horde because, you know, that's the only mode that matters. Yeah, Obviously, because you wouldn't playing. get off of it tonight. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's a really fun premise. No, so. But you got, you got 
let's see, arena maps. You got asylum bunker, district exhibit, icebound training grounds, and Vathgar. And then the escape mode, you've got the hive, the descent, the mines, and the gauntlet. So looking looks good. I'm excited. We'll be I'm really hoping. Not. Really hoping though that they could they come out with new maps. All Gears of War Four was was a bunch of rehash maps from you well, know, Gears One through Three. Yeah, very annoying. Which, which those are fun, but it is nice having new. I mean, you know, yeah, they went in and touched them up and made them a little different, but it's nice to have new. But they say, uh, let's see, the Coalition is promising that Gears 5 will have the biggest and most extensive post-release support ever for the Gears franchise. Uh, over time, the studio plans to deliver more arena-style maps in addition to new features like a map builder, support for verses, and horn modes. Huh. As announced previously, all Gears 5 post-release maps will be free. The game has no season pass. Good. Did you buy did, did oh yeah, the oh yeah. Last year, it, that was useless. And it was of crock of crap. It was ridiculous. Mm. It was dumb. That's dumb. what I was thinking. But yeah, we will be playing. If anybody wants to play with us, let us know on the Facebook page. Uh, let's see. Next up, another game near and dear to your heart: oh. Borderlands Three. Oh God, inject it into my veins. Can't wait to so, play it. I still go back and play Borderlands Two. It's just so much fun. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a perfect loot shooter. Which you can't go wrong with a loot shooter. It's probably some of my favorite stuff right now. I mean, obviously, because I still play the division all the time. But I think that's about to change. Uh, let's see. Gearbox is keeping things simple by launching the game at midnight on September 13th for almost every time zone, unless you're on Windows PC. Uh, you can preload the game two days ahead of time, it says. That's, looks like that's all PC. Uh, consoles, the release date for Borderlands 3 is September 13th, and for most players, that means they'll be able to play it starting at midnight in their time zone on that day. <clears throat> Excuse me. The one exception seems to be North America, where the game launches at midnight Eastern time across the entire region. So that means for us, it'll be 11. And then I'll be, for in, the I'll be in bed. <laughs> yeah. For the West Coast, it's going to be 9. So um, I've Pretty jazz for Borderlands 3. We've put a lot of time into those. You more than me. Are you game sharing with anyone? Are you game sharing with Josh or Brandon? Yes, Josh and I do game share. Oh, yeah. Gonna, are you guys talked about that? Who's gonna, Are you going to both buy a physical copy or just going to buy it digitally? No. One of us will get it digital. We haven't really talked about it yet. So. That is the best I mean, thing ever, man. Because, I mean, me and Jesse have it, and so... You know, he's bought a bunch of good games I got to play that I probably wouldn't have bought. And, you know, likewise here. So it's just, God, it's just a good service on the Xbox. problem with this time of year is when you start getting into all these game releases, I mean, it's so hard to play everything. You know, what was, oh, it? was it? Was it last November when we had, uh, what was it, a Battlefield game? And what else? There was a bunch of stuff that just rolled out. Call of Duty, time. Battlefield, uh, mm-hmm. Shoot, man, I can't remember everything that came out last year, but, God, it was a lot of stuff. Felt but like. I just remember there, there was that one, you know, that, like, the middle of November where, like, everything dropped at the same time, which <sighs> it makes it hard to play everything. And Call of Duty might bring me back in because the new engine and, and just seeing the uh, 
just seeing some of the gameplay right now, it looks amazing. They said that the, like- <clears throat> they did a two on they did the two on two uh, beta thing uh, last weekend or maybe weekend before, but uh, heard good things about it. So uh, just the fact that they're I'm going just- back to to actual not the futuristic stuff that was just kind of I backed away from that. Yeah, I'm just not a I'm just not a big Call of Duty fan, so they lost me after two Modern Warfare two. Well, Modern Warfare four, or Call of Duty four, Modern Warfare one, whatever you want to call it. Oh, it's such a good game. Yeah. So, but that's the next two weeks. We've got Gears five and Borderlands three. It's gonna be hard to play them all. I don't know which one to sink more time into. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. So, because my thing is, with Gears 5, I will probably start playing it. It'll be my main. And then, man, I'll hate to pull off, you know, like horde modes and stuff. But the only good thing is, if I am only playing horde, you know, multiplayer stuff, then it won't be that hard to pull away from it and Mm -hmm. uh, dive into Borderlands. So... We'll see. And like we say, loot shooters, man, it's hard for me not to play those. Cause they're, they're, that's my hook right there. It's just that, you know, that, that loop, your loot loop, I guess you'd call it. Well, it seems like, uh, I mean, they've kind of, I know Gearbox kind of touched out or touched upon what the in-game stuff is going to look like. And they've got like a branding mode where you can also get more loot and stuff like that. Of course, True Vault Hunter mode is returning where everything is harder. Yeah. Um, of course, that's where you find the best loot, uh, higher up you get like that. But um, I know that the reviews are starting to come in for Gears of War right now, at least for the campaign, and it's getting really good reviews. It seems like it's they've got a mixture of uh, open world areas, which is a first mm-hmm. in the series. They've got like some RPG-type elements because you have a little robot helper. I think his name is Dave <coughs> Jack from the first game. And then uh, right now, yeah, everything seems very positive, which is really good because Years of War Four to me was just kind of me. I just ne- I could never finish the campaign, just never could. But you know, uh, as boring. I said, I got hooked on the on the horde stuff, which uh, it it hooked me, and that's where I stayed the whole time. I don't think I played anything but horde. Really, I think we made it two chapters in, probably or something like that. So, but there we go. Uh, you know, speaking of loot games, uh, this one is pretty exciting to me. I don't know if you ever played any of the, or either of the Torchlight games. I but, uh, you know, I mean, it's Diablo 3, just a different coat. I mean, there's some differences, but, you know, it's that same same grind. Uh, is it out for the Xbox or just PC? Uh, no, it's out for Xbox now. I didn't even realize it was already out. Uh, it's huh. it's been seven years since they released Torchlight Two, but uh, it's great. Uh, the best thing about Torchlight Two was that they added multiplayer. The first one did not have multiplayer; uh, it was just single player. But the new one is, I think, it's four player, and I believe it's twenty dollars on Xbox. So I'll probably end up picking it up at some time, just because I mean, you know, I love Diablo Three, so. You know, yeah, anything in that vein. I haven't played it in a while. Um, 
I got away from it. You know how it is with something like that. If you get away from it and then all the changes that they make all the time, it's hard to uh, roll back in. For me, it was at least. So, but uh, I mean, I could sit down and play Diablo 3 right now and have a blast. And this is just more of the same. I mean, it's, you know, yes, there's differences, but, you know, your loot RPG, you know what you're getting into with it. So I just want to throw that out there because uh, it's a really good game. And if you've never tried it, you should give it a shot. Um, and that's about it for games, I guess, this week, Clay. Unless you got anything else you want to add that we didn't cover. Uh, I don't. I'm sure some will pop up randomly like it always does. I mean, you know, really the two big things are Gears 5 and Borderlands 3. Um, both of those are dominating. I mean, I don't know what else you'd want to play right now. I, I'm sure there's something. i tell you what I would like to play real quick is uh, they put Hitman on uh, Game Pass, or I mean on Games with Gold this month. And I, I never did get to play that, the first Hitman. And I've been wanting to check it out. Did you ever play it? Uh, I've played some of the first season. Um, I don't know if I have the patience for stealth games like that. Games where you have to bide your time. Well, the thing is, though, there's so many different ways that you can go about those missions. That, like, I think, I think if you and me were to sit down in a room together and play it and just go full, you know, ridiculous with it, which you can do, I think we'd have a good time. Uh, but I know what you're saying. I'm not big on stealth games in the first place, but this is one of the few that I really want to try never to get around to. And then the other one is Earth Defense Force uh, 2045. I believe that's what it is for the 360. <laughs> Did you look at it? Nope. <laughs> you remember when we played the first one? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's more of the same. I played one level of it last night, and it's <laughs> it's just more of the same. First thing I did was uh, fight gigantic ants for an entire level. So that tells you, you know. But it is four-player. It's four-player uh, co-op. So that's you pretty all neat. your co-op games. So, but anyway, that's about it uh, game-wise, I think. Let's roll into a little TV news here. Uh, so, Watchmen, are you ready? Yeah, can't wait. You were a big fan of uh, Lindolf's uh, The Leftovers, right? Oh, yeah. So good. That's what I was thinking. I still oh, so good. another one I never did watch. Um, you can get through the first I, season. The first season's rough. Yeah. I mean, rough in a not a bad way. It's just very depressing. It's just people right. dealing with loss in their own ways. And it's just... Ugh. But pretty much the, the premise is like 3% of the world's population just disappears. And Christian, it's you know, or not. I said religion can't, you know, come up with a reason what happened. Science can't come up with a reason, and mm-hmm. it's just about people. I guess, I guess six or eight. No, it's about a. Yeah, it's coping. It's a couple of years after the fact. Uh, people coping with loss, and it's just messed up. But story wise, it's so good, and I always tell people watch it. See, I'm a big fan of Lost, so, and. We're both big fans of Watchmen, so you've got all this going for this series, uh, which it is not the Watchmen series. It's actually a sequel to the Watchmen series. I think it was a sequel to the actual comic book, not to the Zack Snyder. No, no, no. Yes, we're talking comic book. I should have made that. Yeah, we'll leave he who shall not be named out of this. Um, But 
it's finally got a release date of October 20th. I can't wait. It looks I really am ready. Good. It looks cast good. Really good. It's got a good cast. That's what I was about to say. Uh, let's see. You got Regina King, Jeremy Irons, Jeremy Irons, uh, Don Johnson, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson and I did not Where know Robert Redford. I'm my donut. I'm Jamie Iron. That's my donut. <laughs> I didn't realize that Robert Redford was in it. Oh, Lewis Gossip Jr. is in it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it looks good. I'm interested to see what he does. Uh, I've been excited since that first preview, so we'll see. But October 20th, set your clocks, get ready. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. our time, Central Time. Not everybody's on our time, I guess, Clay, so that doesn't work. They can always uh, email me and ask for my login to HBO now, because like I <laughs> must say, Tennessee has my login. Yeah, send it, but you got to send it to uh, rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, and man, we'll, can uh, I get that login? We'll, oh, we'll, uh, I'm Jeremy Irons. I need Clay's login. <laughs> we'll get it for you. Don't worry. Just send it I'm very cheap. I'm Jeremy Irons. And if you think he's joking, he's not. He will give uh, pretty much anybody his login. So there you go. So moving on from that, uh, let's see. We got new Terminator Dark Fate trailer drop this week. Or yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm looking forward to a Terminator movie for the first time in forever. Does it not look good? Does it, it not? Good. I mean, I'm excited. The fact that it's got uh, Sarah Connor in it, though, is what sold it. It just sold it to me. I was just like, yes. Linda well, Hamilton's back. It, it looks just, I mean, it looks good. It looks like, you know, it looks like a follow-up to uh, Terminator 2, which, you know, that's what they should have done however many movies ago. So, yeah, I if, agree. if they were going to do it. Um, I honestly, let's see, I didn't think Genesis was that bad. I mean, it's not anything amazing. I never watched but, it. I was like, fool me once. <laughs> fool me twice. Yeah, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, Salvation, I don't even remember. Ooh. I couldn't even tell you. Uh, Garbage. I just, I remember that CGI naked Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out at the end of it. Uh, looking terrible. Yeah. And then what was before that? Was it Terminator 3 before that? Yeah, it was Terminator 3. Right. Yeah. So we won't that's even. A, that's the best thing about Terminator Three. Well, I guess the only redeeming quality of Terminator Three is the ending. I was about to say the, the ending is about the best thing about that. They got the ending right. Everything else sucked. Bad. But this this looks good. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, the cast looks good. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see Edward Furlong. And just how rough John Connor <gasps> looks in this movie. Oh my you know? god, he's gonna be like because oh you know I, you've known for a while now that he's gonna be in the movie, but they have not. I've not seen one piece of promo with him in it. This has gotta be a well, particular reason why Eddie or Eddie Furlong probably looks like crap. So yeah, but he's no. gonna play a perfect John Connor. Then I mean. You know, when you've been told that you're supposed to be leading the resistance against the machines and then, you know, you supposedly get rid of the, the Terminator information, right? You've stopped Judgment Day, yada, yada. But then, I'm, I don't know. I'm interested to see what uh, 
What those Arnold darn Schwarzenegger's... robots are up to now. No. <laughs> well, yeah. But what Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, how they, is this a different, it has to be a different Terminator. It can't be the same one, you know, from the second one because he melted down. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be some time travel involved. So we'll that time, The timeline on it is so screwed. I mean, seriously. <laughs> John sends his, was it second in command to go impregnate his mom, and then they have him? It's like, what? My brain's melting. It's bleeding really bad from that. Makes no it's sense. time travel, so yeah. we'll see. But it, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. It, oh, I'm excited. So we got that. And then uh, last up is uh, there's a lot of people talking about this uh, Netflix experimenting with weekly episode releases for some shows. What do you think? Are you a big well, I mean, obviously, obviously, we said we wouldn't mention this, but they got that idea from Disney, since Disney will be doing that with a lot of their primetime shows. Yeah, but well, I was thinking about this, though, when you were talking about uh, that Am- or the Amazon Prime show. Um, mm-hmm. I think some shows are meant to be consumed on a weekly basis. I just remember like watching Breaking Bad. So I, I first got into Breaking Bad because I watched the first two or three seasons on um, Netflix. But after that, I started catching it every Sunday. And good God, it was just felt like it was a big payoff. You know, you know, getting ready to watch at eight o'clock. You know, and people were tweeting about it afterwards. It's just a very enjoyable. Experience. Same thing with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is very enjoyable to sit there and watch with friends. You know, you wait till Sunday. I've got it right. I mean, I have that feeling right now. I mean, every Sunday right now, it's been like watching the new episode of Succession and then the newest episode of The Righteous Gemstones. By the way, I'm about to kill my dog. Right now, he's decided, being decided to jump up and down on me and will not quit attacking me for some reason. Um, but I feel like some shows like that are very good. I mean, they're made for that. It's a good feeling. But there are other shows, like your sitcom shows, I feel like are going to be easily done by binge watching. Parks and Rec, for example, Office. Shows like that, I mean, are binge worthy. But I want to watch these other shows, these dramas, though. I want to. I don't want to watch it back to back to back. I want to be able to, you know, kind of think about an episode throughout the week and you know, kind of figure out what's going to happen. You know, I just think that's a just a more enjoyable experience. But teach their own. I get that. But say for me, I like I'm it. more. A good a, idea. I'm more of a binger because I don't have time. From week to week, you know this because you ask me all the time if I watch whatever episode or something, and I have it. So I like just having them all right there where I can sit down and watch them and not have to worry about trying to catch. About the only show that I followed week to week was Game of Thrones and Westworld. What those are the two that I would follow that I always followed week to week. But I like being able to when that. When that season of Stranger Things drops, I like to sit down and just immerse myself in it and watch the whole thing. I I hate to wait. I want to see what happens next. But that being said, now that I'm done with, with, well, for instance, Carnival Row, now I have to wait, you know, however long before I get my fix again. So I I understand why they're doing it. I mean... It's smart on their part because they're going to be they're going to be uh, hemorrhaging uh, subscribers here come November. Mm-hmm. 
because I mean I went again. Yes, we said we wouldn't talk Disney, but this this is part of this. But I went this weekend and uh, signed up for my three year Disney Plus subscription at that twenty. I think it's twenty three percent off a year. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and did it. It was I think it totaled out to one forty and some change for the three years. So, you know, and I'm already thinking, am I going to drop this or this or this? You know, right. Uh, it's hard to drop some stuff. Like I thought, I told my wife that we would probably drop Hulu, but she was like, well, we can't really because our daughter, there's shows on there that she likes to watch. So, you know, I don't know. It's just hard to, hard to decide. But, you know, back to the Vince thing, I, I know why they're doing it. But for me, it would drive me insane if I had to wait a week to watch another episode of Stranger Things. I'll put it like that. I don't know, but, but Stranger Things is just not, I don't know. Some of the cutoff points in the episodes of Stranger uh, sorry about that, there's Bane again. Well, he just want me to play with him. Um, it just feels like some of the cutoffs are not, it wouldn't even be worthy of a, you know, a weekly episodic format. It's it's made to be. No, yeah, like. that's what I was about to say. I think it's made. And I think they do that for a reason, you know. And it's uh, like you're watching I mean, a, a eight hour movie. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's you know, there's parts, there's episodes that end with a quote unquote cliffhanger. Uh, but uh, I know what you're saying. I, I agree with you, and I think that's the way most Netflix shows are set up right now at least, is to be, you know, they're set to be binged. So, um, and Carnival Row was the same way. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't a good, there was some good points, but there wasn't, you know, there wasn't that point where you're like, okay, this would be a good stopping point and continue next week type of deal, like you were saying. So, it'll be interesting to see if uh, uh, Amazon does that with their stuff too going forward. Yeah, it would be interesting. I I, I just, well, I mean, they, well, Hulu does that with some of their shows. Hulu does Hulu that with, does, yeah. Hulu, Hulu does that with all theirs. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think anything is uh, dropped, uh, a full season drop like that. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure most of their stuff is uh, week to Weekly. week. Because I had to, I had to wait to watch all of Castle Rock until the whole thing had dropped so I could sit down and watch all of it at one time. Same with The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. See, my problem is, another thing is, like, I watch, I, I try all kinds of different shows, and if I latch on to one, there's a possibility that I don't know when I'll go back to it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, Sharp Objects was a, a good example. Oh, I loved God. loved the first episode. Loved it, and I was hooked. You know, right from the beginning. But uh, I've never watched another episode because Dude, I'm just not. What I know, I know because I've just not got around to finishing God. it. Such a good show, man. No. Such a good show. I know Amy Fisher, man. She which, is brilliant. Which I will get back to it, but you, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's just like I watched that, and then whatever else it was that come on the next week or something. And I just never got back to watching it. 
Same thing with Euphoria, man. Euphoria's good. Succession's good. There's so many good shows on HBO. It's ridiculous. Euphoria, same thing. I watched the first episode, loved it. Never watched another one. But now I know it's all, I know it's finished, so I can, I'm going to try my best to sit down and watch it. Finish the whole thing up. Hmm. So it'll be interesting, though. We'll see where it goes from there. I think you'll see more Netflix shows go week to week. Just don't do that to my Stranger Stranger Things, please. That'd kill me. So, oh, it's inevitable. I don't say that. Death taxes so, and Stranger Things becoming episodic formula. Don't say that. So that's it for news this week, Clay. Um, from there, we talked a little bit, and we liked uh, we liked our format that we went with last week of. Uh, a discussion in our main event and we had talked about maybe doing a review of Aquaman because I know you hadn't seen it and you still mm-hmm. not seen it I know so, I do need to sit down and watch it I just sometimes I don't have time to watch movies okay I understand but anyway we got to talking and we decided we were going to um, stick with that format for a little bit at least um we're going to review movies too or TV shows, whatever. Like I said, we'll probably uh, end up reviewing the whole X-Men house of X and powers of X once it's all completed. Cause I'll really want to sit down and read that whole thing again as just, just one, you know, long form thing. But, uh, this week we decided we're going to talk about zombies a little bit. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about whether or not we think uh, the zombie genre has uh, overstayed its welcome. And it has. It's so high. It's ridiculous. Now, I know that uh, there's some people on the page um, thinking of you, Trey. Uh, Don't stop listening to us just because we talk about this because he's a huge zombie fan and we talked about maybe having him on when Zombieland comes out because I know how excited he is about it. But um, I could do without a zombie movie for probably the rest of my life. I think I could do for a zombie movie. Depends on who makes it. Like that Zack Snyder remake of Dawn of the Dead was so good. So, you know, so he's good. doing he's doing another one, uh, Army of the Dead, I believe the name of it. So well, I remember the Day of the Dead went straight to video. I mean, they're just all trying to do these rehashes yeah. of George Romero's classic. George trilogy. Romero, and yeah. let's get to that. So let's go back. I think my first zombie movie was uh, probably I would want to say Dawn of the Dead, but I think it was actually Day of the Dead was the first one that I can remember, at least you know grabbing holes and making me remember it. You know, mine was uh Tony Todd, the remake of uh Not Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Dad dad said when I was working he was working at the theater though, uh he couldn't find me and I just went into the movie theater. I think it was like five or six and was watching it. And he says, I think you're okay. You didn't have any nightmares. Yeah, sure. Sure Dad. <laughs> so but um I think we're in agreement we're both huge uh George Romero fans, especially the whole well, okay, I'm not going to say all of them because as much as I love Romero and I love Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead, after that, the 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 ones that he did uh, later on. Land of just, the Dead. Well, you had... Uh, Fire of the Dead. 
Diary of the Dead was the was that the first the the first of his dead. new ones. Pizza um, of the dead. But, of the dead. Um, <laughs> I, I think, and I think you'll probably agree with me. Um, where it really went off the rails was with The Walking Dead, the comic book. Well, no, I would then, say with the show. They got the mainstream audience into zombie movies. I always felt like it was kind of a niche thing, you know? If, you, if you're right. a horror buff, a lot of times you're going to like zombie movies, etc. And I was loving all that stuff that was coming out. Uh, I can't remember which Australian movie it was, uh, but it had the dude that had the three shotguns put together. That's um, Brain Dead, Peter yeah. Jackson. Is that the one you're thinking of? I'm pretty sure that's what you're thinking of. That's New Zealand, though, wasn't it? I don't think he's Australian. Well, it's New Zealand, but I think that's the one you're thinking of, ain't it? Mm, I have to, I'm trying to look it up. I think it was. it's called Undead. Yep, it's Undead. Yeah, it's got the, the guy that put, like, three shotguns together. It's like some kind of meteorite comes down, and it into this small town and it's I guess it's in Australia. It actually it is it's in Australia. I remember watching that. That was a real fun movie though. Um but yeah, it really feels like it's Walking Dead. And Walking Dead is just so the same stuff over and over and over. And I'm kinda glad that Robert Cartman finally put the series to to bed finally. So it rough well, too the, how he did that. The comic book. But the the uh, TV show lives on. Yeah. So, so it just feels like they wander around looking for a new settlement and they'll find some big baddie and then he causes whatever, some crazy shakeup and then they advance from that or kill dude and they move on, find the same, another baddie. It's just the same old, same old. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't. I, you remember when. Uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake, the Zack Snyder one, come out at the theater. And we were like, it, it, it's a good movie. I genuinely, genuinely liked that movie a lot. It was great. But, you know, the night, the night we previewed it, if you remember, we watched, didn't we watch all of the uh, Romero ones beforehand? Oh, yeah, we did. Right. And, like, now, I, I, I just don't, I don't have it in me because I think it's just oversaturation has killed me on them. It's just like, that's all it is anymore. Zombie, zombie games, zombie movies, zombie TV shows, zombie books. It's just, you know, you know, Marvel zombies, DC's doing their zombie thing right now, you know, and there's nothing, and there's nothing new. Nobody's, you know, forwarding the genre, you know what I'm saying? In any, Way, so I don't know. Marvel Zombies was pretty witty though. The first couple. I mean, I know Kurtman well, did the first yeah. round of, but it was actually pretty funny. Again, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying any of it's bad. I'm just saying that it's burnt. I'm burned out, and they. I think you should take a break from it. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I would like to see zombie movies just kind of. Uh, disappear for a little bit give us something different or at least a different take on it probably the closest thing to a different take would have been uh 28 days 28 later. days later yeah. so so effing good oh yeah that was a good movie but it's the same old Definitely. formula though every zombie movie is like that though 
you know, you first you have the outbreak, zombies, um, people running from zombies. Then it only ends up being a conflict between people, though, with the zombies in the background. That's it. Yeah. That's all, every yeah, zombie movie is like that. Even and 28, Day, and 28 Days Later had that when the, you know, the people bumping into the military, the military wanting to try to reseed the population, etc. But um, that's no different than Night of the Living Dead when they're all holed up in the house and, you know, there's people at odds with each other and... You know, and that ends up being the downfall for a lot of people. Or the second, well, I don't know about the second one. Sec- well, no, the second one, same way. I mean, they're stuck in the mall. Yeah, you know? They literally yeah. shut themselves out from the rest of, you know, well, I wouldn't say humanity, but, you know, but they live, you know, just being very naive of, you know, what's going outside, you know, and there's zombies everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that biker gang comes in and messes everything up. And in the third movie, of course, you had the members of the military. Just pretty much at each other's throats, whatever, and I don't know. That, that's what zombie movies are for, though. Really, is just just to have a social um, outlet, a social outlet, I guess. Um, but I mean, you know, we can thank Romero for that. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know um, how else but, you could. I mean, and the good thing about Dawn of the Dead, I just think it was that they had these fast movie zombies, and that's what really amped the the, re, the, and the remake. You're talking yeah. the remake. Yeah, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Sorry, uh, that just really amped the levels of anxiety up because just fast moving zombies. Well, and, you know, it's updated. It's updated like you could happen now and how it would happen. Right. But, uh, Again, I mean that's just a good movie. It, it really is, um, but I don't know. I think I really think it. For me, it all stems it, going back to The Walking Dead, uh, the TV show. Because I, you know, I read the first. I can't remember how many issues I followed. I mean, I read the comic book for a long time, and and I liked it. It was good. I mean, you know, it wasn't. It become not about zombies as much as it was about these people surviving in that world, which, you know, was good. But like, man, when that, when the TV show drops, it's just like they open the floodgates. So I don't know. I will say, and I talked about it the other day on such another, but uh, World War Z, uh, the book is absolutely amazing. Movie, not so much. You know, you just keep saying all this stuff all the time with it. So I don't know. I'm burned out. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just getting old. Get off his lawn, folks. Get off Jason's right. lawn. Don't put don't put your zombies on my lawn. Put your zombies and put them somewhere else. Unless it's Dawn of the Dead, then we'll talk. Maybe Day of the Dead. But yeah, just all that Robert Kirkman money. I don't know. I mean, uh, he lucked out, you know, Hit it big with Image Comics doing the Walking Dead comic book, and now it's a hit TV show. I just don't see the interest in it. TV show. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I just don't like the TV show, and it's maybe not like zombies because I don't like the Walking Dead TV show. I liked it for mm, three or four seasons, where it was uh, following the comic book pretty faithfully. I mean, there were some changes, but you know. But then after a while, it just it got old. It was just the same old thing. So, you know, you can only do the same story so many different ways, especially when it comes to like zombies. 
Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to start when you're writing a story like that for that. I mean, it's just always going to end up being the same stuff. It's always going to come down to conflict between humans. You know, mm-hmm. zombies are always going to be the background. I mean, yeah, because, you know, yeah, they'll start the foreground, but eventually, you know, you're going to you're going to have to move on from that. I mean, you can't just have the same thing all the time, which I'm sure they've moved on from in the show somewhat. Well, I know they have, but because uh, they reached the, ne- the Negan stuff and all that, but uh, I don't know. It's just, I just, I, I, I don't, you know, I loved, uh, another good one is I liked Zombieland, the first one, a lot. I thought that was a fun movie. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the second one. I thought the first one was a very fun movie. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not nearly as excited for that as I was the first one. You know what I'm saying? The, the the excitement factor is not nearly as high as it was for the first one. So we'll see. I don't know. Let's wrap it up. What do you think? All right. Anything else you want to say about zomb- the zombie genre for somebody? No, I'm, not I'm sure. really. I mean, it's just. I mean, I'm not gonna sit there and knock on what people like. You know, people want to watch uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. That's fine. I just don't see why you want to continue to watch the same old, same old. You know, eventually you gotta just shut the show down. I'm, but, not, uh, I'm not knocking it. It's just I, I think it's personal preference for us, and I'm interested to hear. I feel like uh, a zombie hipster, to be honest. Like, oh, I was into that stuff a long, long time ago. You mm-hmm. know, when zombie stuff started picking up, you know, with the zombie survival guide and, of course, World War Z, stuff like that. But way before that in the 90s and stuff like that, just watching all kinds of weird VHS tapes with zombie yeah. films and stuff like that. Like the old uh, Night of the Living Dead or the Return of the Living Dead. Excuse Return me. of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead 2. Uh, <laughs> Those got crazy. There was like Night of the, crazy. Night, let's say, Night of the Demon. Uh, I could go in uh, quite a few, but yeah. You know, that was, that was a special time for zombies because they got like out there with some of that zombie stuff. Uh, Return of the Living Dead 1 and 2. Uh, <laughs> it's always a military man with yeah. some kind of toxic waste. I remember. That, was it the fourth one? Or was it the third one? The fourth I, one where the dude was his, with his girlfriend on the bike. And she's trying to get a little too frisky with him, whatever. And he wrecks. And she hits her head or neck yeah. against like the light pole. Yeah. And he injects her that stuff. And she becomes like this protective yeah. zombie woman. I remember uh, watching the second one when I was a kid, I was super young, but you know what I'm saying? And my mom had come up and was staying with us. She lived in Nashville at the time. We stayed at my grandparents and we watched the second one. And the zombies, all they did was walk around and go, brain, brain, you know? And so my grandpa got the biggest kick out of that and the entire weekend we were there he just walked into the room going brain brain <laughs> and I was just like so I guess that we yeah yeah we so but uh, there you go folks that's our thoughts on zombies at the moment uh, if you want to uh, you know yell at us tell us we're wrong whatever uh, let us know on the Facebook page or through email However, I'm interested to hear what everybody thinks because uh, I know there's people out there that just absolutely love it, and I am. I hope people. I hope people tell us their favorite Alan Tudyk movie. <sighs> Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk movie. 
Just look it up. I thought he was great in uh, what? What? It was in. It was in Firefly, of course. Right, and he was in. Uh, he was in Star Wars. He was in uh, Rogue One. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Serenity. He's really good in Serenity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And okay. Yeah, some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Alan Tudyk, though. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Clay. Thank you. <laughs> so, the, uh, did you see the Bad Boys 3 trailer? Nah. I haven't watched it yet. I saw where it would drop, but I have not watched it yet. Just so. still curious why Will Smith is starring with Martin Lawrence dressed as Mama from Big Mama's House. Shimmy! <laughs> Shimmy! <laughs> Anyway, uh, let us know what you think about the zombie genre. Uh, we'll uh, we'll probably revisit that down the road when Zombie Lane comes out. So that's it for that one, folks. Uh, next up, Clay. Uh, my favorite part of the show: emails. Um, unfortunately, we have no emails again, so. We'll just bypass that one. Please again. email us again, Glenn. We're just going to keep reading Glenn's email over and over. We we did discuss that, but we decided not to. But uh, anyway, send us your email, rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about the uh, our zombie conversation just now. And uh, just let us know. Give us some thoughts, opinions on whatever. Like, for instance, uh, over on the Facebook page. Did you see the polls I put out uh, the other Tuesday, I believe it was? I did not. I had some fun. I put some polls out because I knew we'd be talking about games this week. So let's go through these. Uh, first up, Clay, best Nintendo system. Uh, and Super Nintendo. You go on Super Nintendo? Always. Okay. Well, it was the winner. Super Nintendo was first, NES was second, Switch was third, GameCube was... Switch was third? Yeah. I think... People forget about Nintendo 64 or the GameCube? (laughs) I I voted for the GameCube. So Uh, many good games. I I like the GameCube. Uh, I don't know if it's just... You know, we bought that because it and the Xbox come out at the same time. And so Josh got an Xbox and I got the GameCube. And we went back and forth between Halo and Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> so, that, but I had a fun time. That was a good system to me. I don't know if it, I think the look of it has a lot to do with it. Just a, a lot of nostalgia with that one. But uh, that was fourth. Uh, it had two votes. Switch had three. Uh, NES had five, and Super NES had seven votes. Uh, the 64, the Wii, and the Wii U got zero votes. Oh, the Wii U is, uh, is by far the worst of the Nintendo consoles. I, uh, I I can see the NES being number one, or not the NES, I'm sorry, the Super NES. I think the NES, NES got a lot of votes just out of nostalgia. Personally, uh, 
because I said I, in one call, uh, I commented, you know, some of those games are still good, but a lot of those games that you used to love, when you go back and play them today, they're not that good. You've you know? been spoiled, man. You've been spoiled yeah. by today's games. So, but we had that one, and then we had. Uh, Which one was better, Genesis or Super NES? What's your vote? What? Which is better, the Sega Genesis or the Super NES? Which oh, do you prefer? Super, Super Nintendo. Nah, oh, you've lost your mind. Uh, Genesis is the better of the two. Uh, I did not win that poll, but the Genesis is the better of the two. I don't care what anybody says. Only thing, the only good thing Sega ever did was making blood in Mortal Kombat 1. But Super Nintendo and caught two, on. Like, oh, yeah. And two. They did not have blood. They did, but no, they Super didn't. Nintendo had the better... Yeah, Super Nintendo did. Super Nintendo no. had blood. Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, yeah. No, they didn't. They oh, did. yeah. I'll put it. Yeah, they did. No. Nope. <laughs> Ridiculous, because it definitely did. No, no, no. Anyway, so Super Nintendo won that one. Uh, the only people who were of right mind were myself, Brandon, and Nick. Everybody else is wrong. We voted right. So we had that one. Then we had um, Sega Dreamcast or Sony PlayStation. Which do you prefer? I never had a PlayStation 1. I no. had Dreamcast. Not was, not what was the better one. Which do you prefer? Um, oh, I'm, Dreamcast. I'm a Dreamcast all the way. I love that system. I, had, I remember had, playing NBA or NFL 2K1, I think, or 2K. Salazar. Salazar. Well, no, I played it when it was, well, no, it might have been, it was 2000, though. That was the first game I played online. Yes. I was playing I against people on dial-up. Mm-hmm. Didn't we play that over at Josh's son? No, that wasn't that. that. No, that was, um, I'm thinking of Xbox, the original Xbox. But we put hours into that NFL 2K game, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. not hours, days. But, uh Somebody had a good point on there. They talked about, I can't remember, I'll have it pulled up right now, but you remember how many hours we put in the Soul Calibur on there? Oh, a lot, dude. Man, Before. that was <laughs> huddled around that little bitty baby TV. <laughs> Soul still burns. Let's see, we had that one, and then we had the uh, last one, which do you prefer, Xbox, PC, Nintendo, or PlayStation? I do most of my game on an Xbox. Yeah, so, uh, I'm Xbox. I'm, I have no preference. I just like to have fun and uh, see what people said. Really, I just found some dumb pictures of people that I wanted to put up for each one. So, uh, but I like all of them. Uh, probably the only uh, set on there. The only thing I really don't care for is uh, <clears throat> with the PlayStation is that controller. I've just never liked where the analog placement is on it. So that's always been my problem with the PlayStation, really. And that's pretty petty, but that's just me. I just like that Xbox controller so much. I guess it's just where I've grown used to it. So that's it, though. Um, that was the polls for this week. I may try to put some more out there next week. I have a good time with those. We get some good conversations going. So um, we'll see. Uh, if anybody else wants to put a poll up, feel free to. Um, I did see, I scrolled through here, uh, they're considering Kristen Stewart for Batman, or Batgirl. So, cool. whatever. 
whatever. Uh, Jeff put that up there, and uh, I sent a thing. I said, so, you know, Pattinson's playing uh, Batman, so we get to have that Twilight reunion we've all been waiting for, finally. Been hearing good reviews about the Joker movie, though, which I'm uh, very surprised about. We may have to get together and watch that one, Clay. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. It's, uh, also, the uh, Jeremy Renner app is being closed down. So rest in peace to the Jeremy Renner app. Huh. It's a sad day. Huh. Sad Seems like day everybody indeed. was trolling it so bad that uh, he ended up shutting it down. I saw somebody tweeted out saying something about... <laughs> Hello to everyone on the Jeremy Renner app. I hope everyone's doing well. I just have to announce that me and my wife are splitting up. It's like, what? <laughs> okay. No, no. Thanks for announcing your divorce on the Jeremy Renner app. Renner app excuse me. Well, with that, Clay, we'll close out emails. Um, again, send your emails into rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And next up, uh, closing recommendations, Clay. Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. You and all Josh are both day. all over me about not watching that yet. I'm Dude, my mom, is, my mom yeah. is watching that show, man. All right? It, that's that's pretty big if my mom is watching it. But uh, it is hilarious. It's just another of the, I guess, so-called Danny McBride Angry Man trilogy. And so that and Vice Principals and Eastbound and Down are just some of the best comedy shows on HBO. But really, um, it's perfect. It's it's good, and it's an hour long instead of these usually thirty minutes. So. Yeah, wasn't it the first episode's an hour, and then from there it drops down to thirty minutes after that? No, just his other shows like East Bound and Down, Vice Principals. I thought I thought Jim Jones was thirty minutes after the first one. No, it's all an hour. Oh, did not know that. Huh. Well, I'm going to sit down and try to watch it this week because uh, I love all. I'm with you. I love. You can't go wrong with Danny McBride. So. Uh, let's see, mine this week, um, mine's going to be music. I have been, uh, fell down a tool hole, their new album come out, Fear Inoculum. And if you are a tool fan, I cannot recommend this enough. It is awesome. It is so good. And it's like, they haven't missed a beat. It's been 13 years since they released an album and it is just absolutely amazing. So that's mine. And with that, folks, that's a wrap. You can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there. And please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram. Uh, it's RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Clay, where can everybody find you at? Sweet. JJ1, the number one, S. And it's on Twitter, right? Yeah, on yeah. the tweet box. On the tweet. Uh, I am uh, at Jason76Z on Twitter. Uh, and that's it this week, Clay. I'm glad we uh, had a nice little discussion. Lots of games this week. Sure. I always have fun. And I hope you have a good rest of your night. I am Jason Hall. He is Clay Dotson. And we are out. Goodbye. Goodbye.